From the brains behind Teal the Show, this is Teal the Podcast, your source for Jaguars news and analysis with NFL insider Mark Brunel and your host, Cole Pepper. We welcome you into Teal the Podcast the day after. The Jaguars' second preseason game in the books. <laughs> How you doing over there, Mark? <laughs> Golly. Bad. It's painful. Uh, it's just tough to watch. It is. And this is... Before we get into what happened on the field and analyzing the players and the play, one of the big topics right now is... I mean, there are some fans who are in an absolute outrage <laughs> that they have had to pay to watch this stuff. <laughs> I, I get it. I get it. I mean, in years past, well, how it's been really cool for for a couple decades around here, there's a formula to preseason. Yeah. Yeah. And in those four preseason games, at, you know, three of them, you're going to see your starters. It might be a series. It might be a quarter. Sometimes it's, it's, it's two and a half quarters. But you see them, and everyone expects that fourth preseason game. And, you know, we got to stay healthy. You know, everyone knows. Goes without saying. But we're going to have three games with no starters. Yeah. And let me tell you, for those fans that are upset about, you know, paying for those paying for those tickets and going to these, these two home preseason games, I get it, man. That stuff's not cheap. So, here, this is sort of my take on it. If you're a season ticket holder, what you're doing is paying for the whole season. So, however you want to divvy it up, in your mind, regardless of what the ticket value is, the face value is of the ticket, what you're doing is paying for a season's worth of entertainment. You get a little short-shafted because that wasn't very entertaining. Right. Hey, at least you're there, and if you want to hang out with your buddies and tailgate, and if you were there with a group, okay, you could find some redeeming qualities to that. Remember, the Jaguars have one fewer event to entertain for home season ticket owners because of the London game, so they're already down one. Right. So instead of having 10 events to, to enjoy, the Jaguars now have 9. Well, now they really have 8, 8.2, because there's <laughs> only so much you can, you can take out of uh, uh, you know, that preseason game. And by the way, when you're on this schedule, and you have, you, you, it doesn't always work out this way, but usually you either have the second or third preseason game at home. Mm-hmm. And if it's, it, most of the time, it winds up being like 1 and 3, and two and four. Correct. Well, now you're two and four, which means at your home stadium, Jaguars fans will not be seeing starters play until the Kansas City Chiefs come to town to open up the season. Regular season. Yes. Yeah. That's, ex- that's exactly right. It's got to be frustrating for a lot of people. I think it's even worse, though. And I, I would like to talk to somebody we'll see what who paid for a single-game ticket for this game. Um, if, now, I, saw, I talked to a couple of Eagles fans who had gotten tickets. They just want to, you know, they live in the area. They don't get a chance to see sure. the Eagles often, so they go out there and see the uniforms. Great. Yep. But if you're a Jaguars fan and you paid for this, I mean, can you imagine if this was, hey, honey, I got these tickets for you and the kids to be able to go to the game and enjoy this thing. <laughs> uh, boy, you hope the kids are young and don't know any better. Yeah, this is true. <laughs> and I think point. some people, too, I, I, I think that to a degree there's some fans, just the fact that the Jaguars are back. Sure, they're disappointed that the starters didn't play. There's probably a lot of a lot of folks that were at the game that thought, hey, I'm just glad to be back in the stadium. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm glad yeah. it's been a while. I'm just be glad to be back. So that's maybe that's a redeeming factor at all. But if you're looking to see your new quarterback in this 
this defense coming back and, and seeing Chris Conley and seeing how Leonard Fournette's going to do, just to get a glimpse of him for however long they're out there, you were disappointed. That, that didn't happen, and it's, you know what, the next home game, you're not going to see it either. I mean, Preseason I was, game. Again, I was sitting up, up there in the, in the press box, and there were guys from CBS Sports and Bleacher Report and other na- you know, national organizations sitting right around me. And we're all just looking at each other going, <laughs> when is this going to end? I mean, it, like, and that's the second quarter when we're doing that. <laughs> it's so funny. Listen, I, I, I had, yeah, I sit right next to you up there. I couldn't do it. I found out that those guys weren't going to play. I know. And, you know, and getting into the stadium and then getting out and all, I just said, you know what? I'll just stay home. So I'm, I'm sitting at home watching this game, and I get halfway through the third, and I'm like, I can't do anymore. I just went to bed. Uh, <laughs> it was excruciating. I envy you so much. I, I just, I was thinking of you at the stadium, just laughing, knowing that, I, and I'm, I'm glad I, I did it. That, you know, I probably should go to the games and all that stuff. But I think for preseason, and if no one's playing, no thanks. Yeah. No thanks. It's all right, so happening. let's talk about what did happen. Um, I thought there were some highlights for the Jaguars. Yes, absolutely. First and foremost is Gardner Minshew, who took a substantial step forward, looked the part, uh, again made good decisions with the ball. Had the one time where he was he was hit and you know yep. and fumbled. Yep. Um, not entirely his fault on that play. Yeah, but, I agree. But didn't didn't really put the ball in jeopardy. A couple times he may have missed a play on a downfield throw where the accuracy wasn't wasn't quite there, but. I thought a really good second uh, performance by Gardner Minshew. Yeah, you know, I wasn't as concerned last week because mm-hmm. you know you, you because first preseason game uh, a rookie gets significant at time he's going to struggle and he did last week and I remember you know talking about this last last week hey if he just makes a, you know just improves he just gets better if he just takes a little bit of a jump he's going to be fine from preseason game one to preseason game two. It wasn't a little jump. I mean, it was a. I mean, it was a leap. He really looked uh, better out there. Some good numbers. Took care of the ball. To your point, except for that one, um, he was accurate, comfortable, confident. Led the team. Made some really nice throws. Missed a couple. Okay, but that that's going to happen to to everybody. Yeah. Uh, I was really impressed. And so, I as far as can he be the backup? I'm going to say yes, yes, Cole. Not that he, you know, he's going to be the best backup in the league, but the job of a backup is really you're not expected to go out there and win a game. You know, if Nick Foles should go down, you just got to do your best not to lose it. You take care of the ball and you're fine. But, but uh, I'm comfortable with going into the season with Gardner Minshew as the backup. I'll use this as a comparison. We saw him for seven snaps before he got banged in the head and went into the concussion protocol. Yeah. Last year the Jaguars had Cody Kessler backing up Blake Bortles. Would you rather have Cody Kessler or Gardner Minshew as your backup quarterback? That's a great question. I'm big on experience. The fact that Cody Kessler's been around a little bit and he got that that time last year, although it, it wasn't great. I mean, there's a reason he's on with Philly and not the Jaguars right now. As their third option, by the way. As their third yeah. option. I would go with Gardner Minshew um, because it's, it's fresh, it's new, He's got some personality. I know that none of that stuff matters when it comes to to but winning games or being a being a solid backup. You know, sometimes if if the kid has experience, but that experience isn't isn't very good experience, very positive experience, they carry that over into the next season. 
Um, and I would, I would say that, that, uh, um, that Baker would, would, be the, would be the best bet right now. Got a little, there's something about him. A little called him Baker like he's Baker Mayfield. Gardner oh, Mayfield. I'm sorry, Gardner. Uh, he's, he's got some. Very similar, very got similar. Some, yeah, he's got some, I don't know if it's full-on swagger, but he's yeah. got something. Uh, he does have he does have something and and uh, and uh, and I was I was I'm thinking about Baker because he kind of has that and uh, um, I mean who knows a kid like this this kid could go on to have an incredible NFL career be a starter someday but he's got that thing you rarely see because you're not seeing it in Magoo you don't see it in Tanner Lee those guys are just trying to survive Gardner Minshew gets out there and there's just that swagger that confidence about him that toughness. He looks the part, and it's kind of refreshing because, you know, the best—you know—the best of the best. I mean, they—they they all have confidence, and you know, Tom Brady and Peyton Manning and Drew Brees—they have confidence, but they don't really wear it on their sleeve. They're just—that's who they are. You know, Garner walks out there, and he's just kind of got a, a way about him that's that's really kind of cool and and uh, rare, in my opinion. So we'll see what happens with the backup quarterback position. I've always thought that when you have a a guy in the in the prime years of his career as, a, as your starting quarterback, you should either have. And back in the day when you had three quarterbacks, yeah, I always thought the best com, best combination was to have a young guy and an older veteran. Agree. You know, if you've got a thirty year old starter, give me a twenty two year old and give me a thirty six year old. Totally agree with that. Uh, now yep. you don't really carry three quarter. Most teams don't carry three quarterbacks, yep. so you've got to have one or the other. And unless Todd Bauman's out there somewhere riding a tractor <laughs> ready to jump in. Uh, having a, a rookie or a second-year guy is probably what you need to do from both a salary cap standpoint yep. and also because he's not he's going to be a a, a support player yes for the for the starting quarterback yeah and and I think we've talked about this before and you know they a lot of teams will only put so much money into a certain position mm-hmm. well obviously Nick Foles has kind of has all that has all that so. <laughs> You know, you're not going to give you know three or four or five million dollars to a guy like Josh McCown. Not that he's available; he's retired, of course. But you know, to your point, an older guy. Uh, um, uh, who else? Um, well, Fitzpatrick. Right. You know, the guy, guys like that. Um, they're going to go with a young guy, and they're going to save a lot of money in doing it. And uh, if if Gardner gets called upon, I think he'd be just fine. Now let's let's not get ahead of ourselves. He. Made some good throws, but he's not going against an NFL defense. You know, he's not going against you know uh, a real tough, tough defense. But that's okay. He wasn't working with a great offense right. either. So um, I like what I saw last night. I was impressed, and, and uh, I like the kid. And we'll see where where it goes and where he goes. I like the connection he had with Trey McBride. Yes. Anytime you see somebody uh, start to sort of click a receiver, click with a quarterback, that's a good sign. I don't know if McBride's got a chance to make this team based on the depth and uh, haven't really seen much of him in terms of making an impact on special teams. But um, you like to see that a quarterback can develop that pitch and catch with a receiver. Uh, they seem to certainly be on the same page there in that first half. Yeah, I think so. And I don't know if there's anything special about that connection. We saw it last night. Uh, maybe they were surprised as anybody else. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, this, you know, or maybe McBride just happened to be open and that's where, you know, I, I don't really look into that stuff too much, you know, give me some time on task, give me a couple games, you know, give me a next preseason, see if something develops there. Who knows, but but good for those guys and good for those guys and good for Gardner just being able to come off really a, just a 
bad last game for him to rebound like that. You know, we talked about the swagger, but but it really speaks to kind of who he is. He didn't let that bother him. He didn't carry it over to the next week. I can go on and on about this kid because I've, I've, I've been in that situation. I've been around guys that have that have really bad first preseason games and they're not able to recover. Um, and they don't, they don't make it in the NFL. Uh, it was fun to see Minshew do that. Let's talk about the offensive line because yes. we have to. Uh, tackle situation's a mess right now. Um, I, I'm, all, I'm feeling okay about the depth inside. I mm-hmm. thought Shatley did some good things. We've seen a good battle between Can and Richardson uh, at, at right guard. Um, I, I don't Health situations, you don't get a full report on health uh, and injuries in the preseason, but you know, they're holding Norwell out. They're holding Linder out. Uh, they're holding Jawan Taylor out. They're holding, uh, obviously, Cam Robinson out as he tries to come back from, from the ACL. It's concerning. I'm really concerned about yeah, the tackles right now. Yeah, I, I'm with you. And, and uh, boy, I mean, those, it's, those guys need to play. And I understand we could talk about this with Doug's decision on this. And, and uh, uh, but it, but it, and it's not just like there's this guy's out and that, and that guy's in. Typically, you know, you... You want those five guys yes. ready to go this time of year. Playing together. Playing together, getting on the same page. That's the heart and soul of your offense. Um, so there are there are concerns there. You know, just a little beat up at this point or not playing at all. I mean, I'm I uh the only thing I really like about this where the team is right now is Gardner Minshew. I don't like I don't like these guys not playing. Mm-hmm. I don't I'm concerned about the line. I don't I not a Believer yet in our receivers. I'm, I'm not sure what we're going to see with Leonard Fournette. All the stuff we talked about. I was hoping at this point, halfway through the preseason, that you know we'd have an idea of how things are shaping up. I'm not. I'm not any closer than I was three weeks ago. All right, and let's flip to the defense. Actually, side I'm, I'm actually getting fired up right now. Now you're getting a little worked up. <laughs> Let, let's go to the defensive side of the ball real quickly before we look ahead. Okay. Uh, and I'm going to contrast two guys who are not playing the same position, but are both on the defensive line. And that is uh, Tone Jones and Taven Bryan. Yep. Taven Bryan, I, I put the binoculars on and was trained on Taven Bryan in that first quarter every time he was out there. First, very first play, gets absolutely trucked, winds up on his wallet, and there's a, there's a long run right in the hole where he used to be. I didn't see that. That was a... That's not good. Very first play. There was another play where he got penetration, but it was one of those things where he got in and was just ridden right completely away. Out of the play. Another run mm-hmm. came through his area. Um, he did make a tackle. Down the field. Uh, last play of the half. Oh, okay. Or of the quarter, <laughs> rather. Okay. Um, he makes a tackle. Uh, so, he's in, this, he's in the scorebook, but... Boy, I just want to see. I got to see something out of this guy. You might not. You didn't last year, and you haven't yet. You may not. We, you know, we we'd like to. He's a good kid. He's a first round pick, and they're not going to do anything with him because they 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 are not going to make a decision that makes them look bad. Because if they do anything, trade or release him or anything like that, it's going to be pretty obvious that they made a really bad mistake with the first pick of mm-hmm. last year's draft. So. Maybe it'll just take a little more time. Maybe we'll see something in the next two preseason games. But if you haven't seen a glimpse, and I'm not just talking about a player or two here, 
This is a first-round pick. Those guys are supposed to make an impact in year one. We're in year two, and in the second preseason game, we haven't really seen a whole lot. We're not going to, Cole. That's my opinion. Yeah, I, I'm concerned about that. But then you have Detone Jones, who, uh, former first-round pick himself yep. uh, of the Green Bay Packers, has played for five teams, or been in camp, rather, uh, for five teams since 2017, either in the regular season or in, in the offseason. He comes in, and he makes some plays. So here's a guy who has taken advantage of his opportunity. Now, he's had some injuries in the past. Right. But he looks like a guy who you feel comfortable backing up Calais Campbell at that big end position. Um, and it's interesting because he's a guy who's played some outside linebacker and some defensive end mm-hmm. and some... Some versatility they, there. They, 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 I don't know that he's, he's probably too big at this point to play outside linebacker <laughs> in, in, a, in a 4-3, but uh, there's some depth, and that's what you're looking for at this point when you're playing backups against backups. Now, did he make more than that one play where he knocked the quarterback out when he knocked Kessler out? Was there more than that? I mean, I don't... A couple other... Couple other that was a big impact play, but a couple yeah. other plays where you know made a tackle or, yeah. or forced to... They mentioned his name, yeah. and he was, he was a presence mm-hmm. out there. Well, that yeah. first one... The first one was no one blocked him. No one blocked him. It wasn't like a great play. Right. I mean, they, the line slid the other way, and the quarterback should have recognized that it was a hot, and he should have got rid of the ball. They were, they were blitzing the inside backers. I believe it was on a cross dog or, or whatever. So he's coming free. So he gets credit for it, but it wasn't like he would just like knock down anybody. the left tackle yeah. or beat somebody, had a great move, or bull rush this guy. He did nothing. He just knocked the quarterback out, which is great. Good for him. <laughs> Listen, he gets credit for it. Um yeah, that, that D line, namely those two guys, that will be interest. That will be interest, very interesting. We'll mm. See how it all plays out. Yeah, the yeah. Final cuts come up uh, after again, just one line of cuts these days. Not not the two lines so of cuts like, like there once was. The game is changing. It's so different, Cole. <laughs> so different. Well, I'll get off your lawn here in a minute. Well, <laughs> yeah, I'm getting fired up. I, listen, I, let me just say this too. And one of the players on the broadcast last night said this: We're getting, we're getting, you know, game reps on the practice field. Do, do they think we're stupid? I mean, that is anybody buying that? Game reps on the practice field. That just drives me crazy. It bothers me. And I, You can't. You can't. First of all, no one's tackling in practice. Um, you just, and Kevin Hardy said it last night on, on the broadcast too. He says, there's just something about a game. And whether, I don't know if I can articulate it, and, and Kevin tried last night to just, but... It's just different. It's it's a game, and, and to say that the 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 players, you know, have taken a bulk of the reps, and the starters are get a bunch of in a game type atmosphere. No, no. Listen, maybe some people in Jacksonville are buying it. I'm not buying it. It's just yeah. it, it's not the case. You've got to be out there with your teammates in a game to really get a feel for where you're at as a football team. So, so the question is this: as we look forward to this third preseason game in Miami on Thursday, Doug Marone saying after the game he's going to play the starters. Yep. He did hedge a little bit on his concerns about the health of the offensive line, which would indicate, considering his previous comment, that he didn't want to play Foles behind a line that wasn't ready, about whether we actually will see Foles or not. Uh, Can you get ready for the regular season with practice reps, even if they're intense practice reps, and two and a half quarters of one preseason game if you're a starter. Is that enough to get you ready? Depends on, it depends on who you got. Okay? If, if you've got the if, – if you're coaching the New England Patriots with Tom Brady or the New Orleans Saints with Drew Brees, absolutely. 
You've got the Jacksonville Jaguars who went 5-11 last year with a new quarterback who, yes, is a Super Bowl MVP, but this is not an elite quarterback that's been with these guys for a long, long, a long time. I would go so far as to say um, week one offensively, and it's just best for me to talk about offense because I have experience with that, obviously. This group will not be ready week one. Mm-hmm. I just don't think you can. Because it's... New system, new players. New system, new players. Uh, haven't haven't really been. They haven't really got a lot of uh, time on the field. I don't think they're. Now let me put it this way. I don't think they're as ready as they could be. I'm not saying they're not going to have success. Maybe they go out there and do really well. Um, but uh, I, I just I just don't like the decision. I understand the decision, but I don't like it. Let's when we were back in, and I always go to this, and I'm sorry. But in, the, in when I was with the Jaguars and we were rolling, when we had a good offense, you ask any of those guys, you ask Keenan and you look, you ask Jimmy, uh, you talk to Tony and Fred. We went into the seasons with a with a measure of momentum because we had done some good things in the preseason. We needed it, and that wasn't just Tom making us go out there and and you just felt like you needed a little little game action before you got into the regular season. I think it's important, but um, maybe I'm crazy. And maybe that's just the, this is the new NFL, but um, and I'm really surprised. I know I know Tom Tom's down, down there. I'd love to talk to Coach Coughlin about his thoughts about this because he, I know he was, or at least a firm believer in getting the starters reps in preseason. And by the way, I think this approach goes against Tom's core and against Doug's core. I think yeah. they're I think they're doing a radical adjustment because they feel like they have to do something completely different. One of the things that Doug's talked about is looking back on the intensity of, of camp and the, the input he got from players and I think also from the medical staff about how that impacted injuries in the regular season. We'll see. This is a this will be a 16 week test to see if this approach. I just don't know if I buy that though. The AFC Championship year, right? 2 years ago, they went at it pretty good in preseason. I, right? I the hardest the, right? the hardest training camp that this team has had under Doug Marone. Last year they worked too, mm-hmm. right? Although and, but not they were, quite, I don't think quite on the intensity level, but yes. But they had a bunch of they had a bunch of injuries. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's an overcorrection I, I, to your point. Yeah, I I just Listen, sometimes injuries happen, and you don't know why they happen. You know, sometimes they're freak things, and sometimes they pile on. I've been on teams like that. It's just by chance that that's what happened. I don't know if there's ever a time when you can just pinpoint, you know, we worked too hard in, in, in training camp. You know, we didn't work hard enough in training camp. When injuries happen, you're always trying to find out why. Sometimes, Cole, there just isn't a why. Sometimes just guys get hurt. It's like an ACL. You can't explain an ACL sometimes. You know, you're running around the turf, and you... You just land wrong or something, your ACL pops. You don't. You don't know why. It just sometimes bad things happen. So I don't know. I just. I, I think that getting back to and listen, I get it for Doug Marone. There's not a lot of depth. If Nick Foles gets hurt, we're in trouble. If if Jalen Ramsey gets hurt, we're in trouble. If Clayus Campbell gets hurt, we're in trouble. You know, it's Brandon Linder gets hurt. Those are those are. Those are potential wins that go to losses, and and this head coach can't afford to have that. I get it, but um, and maybe it's hard to find that balance. But I just want to see, I just want to see some guys in the preseason get some action. And two and a half quarters, 
um, to me is not enough. All right, so what do you want to see against Miami? What will you be looking for? What's important, particularly for Nick Foles, but for the offense in general, for the team in general? What do they have to get accomplished against a team in Miami that there's not much expected of this year? Yeah. Um, I want to see the starters out there. The guys that are healthy that can go, I want to see them out there. Um, And I expect them to move the ball, put some points on the board, convert third downs, be efficient in the red zone. Um, A lot of completions. I think our running backs should be effective, good balanced attack. Um, Just what you'd want to see in the regular season, I want to see it. And let's say Nick Foles goes out there in a quarter and a half. He's 8 of 9 for 128 yards and a touchdown. Get him out of there. I, I get it. I, I've seen what I need to see. But if, if man, he gets it into that you know third quarter or at halftime, he's, he's 2 of 12 and they're struggling. We got some problems, Coach. Mm-hmm. There's, <laughs> we got some problems. We need good numbers. We need to move the ball and score some points. That's what we have to see. I'm going to make a prediction here. You tell me if, Come you're, on. if you're buying this. Right now, the fan base is unenergized by anything they've seen out on the practice field. Right. Or uh, on the preseason Preseason games. games. I think because they're facing Miami, and because these guys know this is their only shot in the preseason, they're going to go out there. I think what we're going to see is the Jaguars on offense go bing, bang, boom, right down the field. Defense makes some plays. By halftime at the latest, the starters are out. Everybody's feeling good. Jaguars are up 17-3 to at halftime. Regardless of the final score, people are going to go, hey, hey, that's what we want. And this, I think it's going to take about two quarters yep. to completely turn the, the, the conversation that's happening right now yep. among Jaguars fans. Oh, there's, there's no question. You're talking about the fan base. The, yeah, yeah. The fickle fan base. Yes. If they just, everyone's upset right now. I get it. If they go out and they do exactly what you said, yes, everything's right with the world. Forget about the fourth preseason game. We don't need to see the starters. We've seen enough. I get that. I don't agree with it, but I can see how the how the fans mm-hmm. um, uh, would see that, and th- and that would be great. But 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 listen, week one against Kansas City, um, I think it's the best time to play Kansas City. By the way, I don't want to play a midseason. Mm-hmm. I don't want to. I don't want to see them midseason. I want to see them before they get into a, into a rhythm. But if we struggle in that first preseason game, uh, offensively and defensively, everyone, the fan base is going to go back to, see, you should have played them in the first and second preseason game. You just... I, I agree. The head so, coach, you can't win. Here's, you know, you just... You just it's, it's, it's tough. You took that next step that I was going to take, which is... I mean, I'm sitting here doing W's and L's on the, on the schedule. I've got that as an L against Kansas City. I, I mean, yeah, I, no, I, I, I know. they're a Super Bowl contender. Yeah. Jaguars are trying to become a playoff contender. Um, and again, I'm not trying to read too much into a preseason game, but Mahomes was pretty darn good in the first preseason game in the little uh, uh, sample that we had from him. But uh, if they lose there, that game in Houston in week two becomes big, enormous. And that's not going to be an easy game. Um, it's just important for this team to get off fast. Like, if you can get. Three and one after four is great. great. I'll take two and two. Mm-hmm. Anything you know, if you're if you're one and three, coach, it's not good. Right, it's and, not good. We saw what happened in the locker room when oh, things went south last yeah, year. So. Gosh, that's a whole that's that's a twenty minute discussion right there on that one. Get me started on that one. <laughs> we won't because this podcast will get going 
Um, I will say on the locker room t- comment, I did talk to Najee Good this week in practice. Okay. He's another guy out of that mold of the Chris Conley, Nick Foles. How many years has he played? Uh, five. Mm. Savvy old vet. Yeah, so, but in terms of his approach, the way he kind of handles it, you don't know how it's going to happen when, when things when things go bad. Right. But you can see, all right, you, I, I get why they brought this guy in. He's got a Super Bowl ring with Philly from yep. a couple of years ago. Yep. He's been largely a special teams guy or a backup. Um, he's played, he's versatile, and he, he strikes me as a guy who thinks about the game like a pro does. Yeah. So, doesn't mean anything at all if he doesn't play, doesn't make an impact, leadership, or anything else. But you sort of see the continuation of this pattern of the guys they brought in, the kind of people right. they brought in, uh, again, good. trying good. to address what happened in the past. All right, that'll do it for this installment of Teal the Podcast. We'll have uh, another one after the Jaguars take on the Miami Dolphins. We hope talking about starters and how they did uh, against the Miami Dolphins in the preseason. Uh, And also want to remind you that our first installment of the Mark Brunel Show is Monday at Sneakers Jacksonville Beach. Come on out. We'll have uh, all kinds of fun. We've got some big announcements coming in the uh, near future as well about the show. So uh, look forward to that. So come on out, watch on CW17, come out and join us in person. And as always, you can subscribe to Teal the Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Play. And you can find Teal the Podcast under the Sports tab on newsforjacks.com. For Mark Brunel, I'm Cole Pepper. Thanks so much for listening to Teal the Podcast. We'll talk to you next time.